Goku decided to show. Sorry, I'm late. A wizard is never late. You're a slacker. You are causing a major disturbance on my time. If I don't leave now, I'll be late for being early. You're late. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. If you ain't first, you're last. Now the early show, later, with Karis and Jeremy from 1027 The Peak. Do it, check in the levels. Levels are good. Check in the levels. Uh, hello and welcome to the Early Show Later podcast. I'm Karis. Happy Friday. I'm Jeremy. Yeah, and this is episode 127, The Long Wait. Okay, lots to do today. We got a lot to talk about. Yep, we've got a long wait to talk about. We'll describe what that is. I At 17, I had no idea what that was. I learned fairly quickly, but uh, I had to I had to learn on my own. Yeah, so that's going to happen. We're gonna learning learn, on the job. We're going to learn the truth about the World Columbian Hospital. We got Mo Amir, our favorite political pundit. Uh, he's got some takes today on the uh, drug poisoning crisis in this province. Yep. And uh, the Danimal, Dan Nichols, uh, watched uh, the new Foo Fighters movie called Studio 666. Which is exciting. And we'll find out whether that's a hit or a miss. So let's start things off with Royal Columbian Hospital and an organ train. Uh, We got a text here at uh, 280. 1027 from Neil from up north. Neil of the north uh, listens to us. At the peak.fm, uh, says it's almost impossible to give blood north of Kamloops. It's like very challenging. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I haven't tried, but yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's a lot of healthcare stuff is harder to come by the more north you go. So I, I would imagine that a lot of the blood, you know, if people need blood outside of the more populated areas, it probably you know gets shipped there. I would imagine. You know, well, there's I mean, no oceans up there. You can't ship it. I, I mean, drive it by a truck or maybe like fly it by a plane. <laughs> I don't know. How do you transport blood to various places? Hi, blind girls. Do you put it in a little cooler on an airplane? How well, does it get moved around? One time I had to go work at uh, uh, Royal Columbian Hospital and uh, we were doing, I don't know, structural steel things in between the floors. There's floors in between the floors. A very medieval building. And uh, they had these like I don't know if it's still like this. Someone who works at Royal Columbian. Maybe I'm giving away too many secrets. But you can text in 281 Maybe I made this up. But uh, when we were in these floors between floors, uh, putting in structural steel, we had to be aware of these like almost weird trolley system like uh, Mr. Rogers, you know, like with the train going all over the place. It was like that in between the floors. And these little carts would like zip by. And I was like, what are these carts? And they're like, oh, those are human organs. No way. Yes. Now, am I making this up? Am I misremembering? Did I get told a story by the older trades guys and I'm like 19 and dumb? Yeah. I don't know. But all of those things could be real. Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe both things are true. Yeah, exactly. Probably both things are <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, maybe they are organs and also the older trades guys like, yeah, I'm yeah, going to tell dumb. this young yeah. guy. So both things could be true. So if you work at Royal Columbian Hospital and you know the truth, then you need to text into the show, 281 Speed is of the essence. Uh, Jeremy, you were talking about working at 
I, I was working for a structural steel company, but we were in the Royal Columbian Hospital in between the floors. Yeah, and you feel like maybe the older trades guy you were working with was maybe telling you a bit of a story because you were the young guy. Yeah, and there was like these weird train trolley tracks in between the floors of the hospital. And he's like, oh, that's the human organs. And I was like, oh, is that real? I don't know. I don't Still know. don't know this day. Uh, that reminds me of when I was working at Cows on Robson Street, downtown Vancouver. It's no longer a Cows; it's now a Starbucks, I think, or I don't know. Was uh, there used to be a Fog and Suds upstairs? And so, on my very first day, my first shift, scooping ice cream at Cows Ice Cream, I was seventeen. I was super eager. I want to do everything right. I want to please the manager. And the manager said, you know, they have a relationship with the management upstairs at Fog and Suds. And they said, oh, Harris, I, I need you to do a favor, favor for me. I was like, yeah, sure. What? I need you to go upstairs to Fog and Suds. And uh, manager up there has a long wait. I need you to go get a long wait for me. And I kind of looked like, um, okay, I don't really know, understand. But it's just like, okay, can you go? I just need you to go and do that. It's like, okay, cool. Uh, and I went upstairs and I asked the manager for a long wait. And he said, okay, yeah, sure. I'm just busy right now. Just take a seat in that booth. I'll, I'll be with you in a minute. One minute turns to two minutes, turns to three minutes. I'm sitting there for, I don't know, like five or so minutes before I figure out. It's maybe even 10. I don't know. It was a long time. I'm like, oh my God, it's oh. a long wait. <laughs> They just sent me upstairs for a long wait because I'm Whoa. 17 and I'm new. And then I look over at the bar manager and I give him the eye and he gives me the eye and he starts to laugh. I'm like, you, you, you oh, you got me, you That's stinkers. A, there's some hazing. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah a, little, a little harmless hazing. A little though. harmless yes. hazing. That's a funny one. Everyone yeah. had a good chuckle at mm. the 17-year-old Karis's expense. Yes. All right, we finally got the truth. We finally got the truth on this radio program. We love the truth. So we're talking about uh, many, many years ago, I was working for a structural steel company. I was at the Royal Columbian Hospital in the floors between the floors. And there were all these like, look like train tracks going all all over the place. And I was like, what are all these things? Like, vroom, 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 shooting around. And you had to kind of watch your head. And uh, the older trades guy was like, oh, that's the organs coming up from the morgue to the, you know, the operating room. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. You know, like, is that a heart or a kidney going by me? And uh, Amy wrote in to say the system that you were referring to in the uh, Royal Columbian Hospital is the tube system. Each unit has a tube station and medication, paperwork, and small supplies are transported through the tube system. Hmm. For example, if the pharmacy on the first floor has medications for the fourth floor, they will send it via the tube system. Transplants happen in the OR, not between floors, and an organ would never be transported via the tube system. Of course not. I'm just so dumb. <laughs> you were you were 17, 18-year-old, 19-year-old Jeremy. You were a little gullible, you know, <laughs> that, that's fair. Uh, but that's very cool. I'm a, I'm imagining the tube system like in olden timey shows before email, you know, a big offices like Mad Men. Yeah, yeah, the and mail would, room. Exactly, the mail room and they'd send messages foop, 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 like that. That's what like uh, the, the you know, Richard Branson and Elon Musk, they want to like reinvent the tube system for people to go in. You know, that's what they're, they're trying to make hyperloops. Hyperloops are just people tube systems. Whoa. <laughs> All right, so earlier on the program, uh, Karis was telling the story about her first day at Cows, 17 years old, scooping ice cream at Cows on Robson. And above, and above the Cows was a uh, fog and suds. And on your first day, your first day, My the manager first said, shift. said that you needed a long, the manager needed a long wait from the manager upstairs. And so yeah. you went upstairs and was like, hey, 
you know, Daryl sent me up for a long wait, and that manager's like, oh, yeah, of course, I'm just busy, take a seat for a moment. And he sat in a booth, and minutes turned into more minutes, and maybe 10 minutes went by before the light bulb went off, and you went, Oh. A long wait. I now get it. Now I get it. And the bartender made eyes with you and was like, and I, yeah, you're yeah, new. Yeah, exactly. All eh. right, you're hazed in. I yeah, love it. Gotcha. Ashley, Texas is into 280-1027. Texted into 280-1027. She says she has a similar story to Karis. When I was in high school, there was a group of teachers who were buddies, like four or five of them. Great teachers, my favorite teachers always. Occasionally, one of them would get a grade 8 class and all the rest would have grade 12 classes. And if one of the grade 8s was acting up or disrupting class or goofing around, that teacher would send the kid down the hall to the grade 12 class and ask the teacher for a long stand. Ah, long stand The tiny grade (laughs) 8 would have to stand and uh, go up to the teacher and be like, oh, hi, I got sent down here for a long stand. And the other teacher teaching class is like, I'm busy right now. Here, Stand here beside my desk and just wait for a moment. And the kid would just stand there at the front of the grade 12 class for a long stand. And all the grade 12 students were in on the joke. No. And they would just need to stand there until until they clued in. It was like, oh, no. (laughs) Ashley said she had never heard of a similar hazing until your story. And I've never, and I have likewise have not heard of a similar story until now. I know that Ashley has the same one. That's very cool. <laughs> I think that's very pretty cool. funny. All right, Ashley, <laughs> thank you so much for texting that in. The Early Show welcomes to the program host of This Is Van Color on Check Sundays at seven, and our favorite political pundit, <laughs> Mo Amir. Jeremy, Karis, how are you this morning? Great, Mo. Thank you for joining us. Uh, your recent moment that you uh, had on This Is Van Color on check, you were talking about how many people have died in our province due to uh, the tainted drug supply, and it's pretty mm-hmm. staggering. Yeah, and, and so there is a lot going on in the world, obviously, in the country, in B.C. right now. And I just wanted people to remember that there is another public health emergency that's been going on for a while, the drug poisoning crisis. This was declared a public health emergency in 2016, six years ago, and things have just gotten worse. Last year, over 2,200 people died in BC alone as a result of drug poisoning. And my take here is that there just hasn't been the political will to really do anything about it. Uh, When we talk about 2,200 people dying in BC last year, that's a 26% increase of drug poisoning deaths in 2021 compared to 2020. And my disappointment is that we just haven't seen um, the federal level of government, provincial level, and arguably even the municipal level, although there's not a ton that city governments can do. We haven't seen these governments do much. And we can talk about safe supply or expanding access to addictions treatment, but we just haven't seen any level of government really mobilized to do anything that would convince me that they actually care. It barely got a passing mention in the B.C. budget. The feds are basically AWOL on this. And over half Half a decade into this thing, every time we see the number of people dying, you know, we get a lot of platitudes from our elected leaders, but not a lot of political will to even try to do anything substantial. And we know that governments can rapidly mobilize in public health emergencies. We've seen it with COVID. Whether you agree with every COVID policy or not, 
it's just kind of hard to argue that governments didn't care about COVID. But when it comes to drug poisoning deaths, it's the opposite. I see very little evidence that anyone in power cares. And ultimately, now the responsibility falls onto people like you and me and everyone to demand more from our governments. And I feel like the Canadian people, and I don't know if there are any, you know, polls to back this up recently, but I mean, I, th- I mean, especially I think here in BC, maybe it's just more Metro Vancouver. I feel like people want this. Yeah, I think people definitely want to see action. And, and the reality is, is, you know, if you had a government that at least seemingly was trying to do everything and maybe it wasn't working out, I think at least I would say, okay, well, at least they care and at least they're trying to do things. I, I think people do want to see things. I think there's a lot of cynicism in our political class that, that thinks that regular voters, you know, might feel sad but don't really care about this issue. And I, I don't think that's true. I think we all know someone who's been affected by this or by addictions. And, and I think people do want to see governments mobilize resources, at least to try to help people um, that are very much at risk. It's the early shows. Hit or miss. Uh, it's Friday. That means we have to talk to the early show's resident movie nerd. The Dan Oval. Mr. Dan Nichols. Dan, do we have a hit? Do we have a miss with the new Foo Fighters movie? You know something? I think it's a hit. But oh. with a big caveat, and that's that it's a B-level comedy horror movie. So if you're like, oh, I want a great plot and I want great acting. Like, one, starters, they're not actors. They're musicians. But do they ever have a great sense of humor and are they ever in on the joke? And so it's basically the band just goofing off and being silly for an hour and 45 minutes. They move into a mansion or sorry, a big house in Hollywood to record a new album. And uh, of course, it's haunted. So Dave Grohl becomes possessed and (laughs) possessed to finish and make the perfect rock record or to kill his bandmates. I love the Foo Fighters and I love horror and I love comedy. And if you've ever seen one of their music videos, you know that they are insanely funny people. And you put all that together, you make a movie that's just there to have fun and be a goof and a lark. And to be honest, I really enjoyed it. So there you go. You're a Foo Fighters fan. You're a horror fan. And maybe that B-level comedy fan. Like there's all things you're going to like. How can you go wrong? Yeah. As long as you're not expecting something groundbreaking. But I had a lot of fun. You know, they, they had some laughs with the kills. They, they didn't take themselves too seriously. And again, they're in on the joke. So if you allow yourself to be in on the joke, I was howling at points. Yeah, perfect. So also, really cool, playing only in theaters. That's kind of an event. We don't get movies with just big bands starring in them that go straight to theaters. So I was I wondering that. Yeah, I was wondering where yeah. you could see it. Just in theaters, hey? Okay. Just in theaters. It's our own spice world. That's right. Studio 666. Uh, it's a hit from Dan. What do you got for us next week, bud? It's The Batman. Oh, wow. Okay, can't yeah, wait. Time. Whoa. That's Wild a, show. That's a wrap. And it was a lot. We didn't even get to Tooth Tusk, man. Oh, my no. God. I didn't even think about it until you told me. I know. To the podcast. I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah, we talked about the, there was a guy in New York who went to the doctor because he was having trouble breathing through his nose for a few years. And it turns out he had a tooth growing in the bottom of his sinus on the left side. And we're like, that's not a tooth. It's a tusk. And then we got jokes about woolly mammoths. Exactly. And then it turns out that he, he did his 23 and me. He sent his DNA back. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my 
God, you're part mammoth. It's like, what? It was really funny. You had to be there. Um, and then that made him understand his size and his hairy back. And he's like, all of it is all of a sudden making sense to me now. Yeah. I get it. It was really funny at the time. But, you know, that's fine. That's We didn't even have room to put that <laughs> you in You got to listen to that's the live okay. show. Monday to Friday. Yep. 6 till 10 Pacific Standard Time. Around the world at thepeak.fm. And you get the chips by tweeting at the show. Are you part mammoth? We need to hear from you on the program. Please. Not part Neanderthal. No. Part mammoth. At Karis, C-H-A-R-I-S-H-O-G-G-Hog. And I'm at Jeremy underscore Baker. You tweet the show. You talk woolly mammoths. You get the chips. It's just that easy. easy. We want to give you the Lay's uh, either cucumber or chicken and tomato flavored chips. Uh, Okay, I got to run to the gym now. I think it's going to be tight whether I get there on time. I hope so. I believe in you, Jeremy. If you sign up for F45, use promo code Jeremy50 to receive a discount, but only at one very specific location. Yes. And that's Granville and Drake. They call it. F45 Beach District. Yeah. So uh, if you like to go to F45 downtown, that is how you sign up. But I only got one person listening to the show. It's my sister. She lives in Burnaby. Will she go? I doubt it. I don't know. Maybe. But, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's one. And uh, and I got to go. All right. Bye. All right. Okay. See ya. Nothing can kill the grimace. All right. We're done here.